0: Well hello and welcome to the CSF monthly podcast for March. Now this podcast aims to keep you up to date with the latest information and data in the field of rheumatology. Both of the papers I'm going to discuss in today's podcast focus on JAK inhibitor use in people with rheumatoid arthritis. Welcome, good to have you. So the first of today's papers by uh, Barbara Leska and colleagues helps to address some of the knowledge gaps that still remain surrounding the efficacy of jacinibs compared with other biologic DMARDS, and whether any superiority that may be seen with these drugs in clinical trials translates to clinically meaningful increased effectiveness when used in clinical practice. It's a study that uses uh, real-world data from the Swedish Rheumatology Quality Register and Swedish registries. So Looking forward to that. Uh, The second paper is also going to focus on baricitinib, but this time evaluates if baricitinib further enhances disease modifying effects by uncoupling the link between disease activity and structural damage progression in people with rheumatoid. This is a paper from Lopez Romero and colleagues. Now, if you want to access detailed summary slides of the papers discussed today, visit sitekindsignalling.com. It's a great resource, slides, summaries, papers, and expert opinion, and I I think you'll find it really useful in distilling the literature into manageable bite-sized chunks, so I hope you find it helpful. Well, let me turn to paper one, the effectiveness of baricitinib and tofacitinib compared with biologic DMARDs in rheumatoid arthritis. These are results from a cohort study using nationwide Swedish register data. Well, of course, I'm sure you know that baricitinib and tofacitinib are common treatment options. And baricitinib, for example, is currently the third most frequently initiated targeted DMARD in Sweden. Second only to the TNF inhibitors, Etanercept and Adalimumab. Now, at the moment, while there is real-world evidence suggesting that tofacitinib has similar effectiveness to biologic DMARDs, real-world evidence is less obvious for baricitinib. Clinical trials have found, interestingly, that baricitinib may be superior to adalimumab in some clinical subgroups, but there is limited evidence for the superiority of jackanibs versus other biologic DMARDs. It's also unclear whether these clinical trial superiority measures really translate to clinically meaningful increased effectiveness out here in the real world where we practice. So to fill this knowledge gap, this is a study that aimed to provide a robustly adjusted head-to-head real-world effectiveness comparison of baricitinib tofacitinib two JAK inhibitors and each of the classes of biologic DMARDs. Person-level data prospectively collected in the Swedish Rheumatology Quality Register, SRQ, limited, uh, linked, I should say, to other Swedish national registers were used. All RA patients who initiated any JAK inhibitor or biologic DMARD, regardless of prior treatment between January 2017 and November 2019, as identified in the SRQ were included. Follow-up data were available for all patients until February 2021. Good ULR response, hack disability index improvement, and CDI remission were compared at one year. OK, well, what did the study find? Well, after confounding adjustments, drug retention was significantly higher for baricitinib versus tofacitinib, abatacept, IL-6 receptor inhibitors, and TNF inhibitors. Drug retention was similar between tofacitinib, the IL-6 receptor inhibitors, and TNF inhibitors. Tofacitinib and IL-6 inhibitor, uh, receptor inhibitors were more frequently stopped for safety reasons compared with other medicines. All treatments reduced RA disease activity and disability by three months compared with baseline. Interestingly for baricitinib, results showed statistically significant improvement compared with rituximab on the DAS28, abitacept TNF inhibitors and IL-6 receptor inhibitors and the HAQ disability index, and TNF inhibitors and rituximab on the CDI measurements, respectively. For tofacitinib, improvements in DAS28 ESR, with the exception of the IL-6 receptor inhibitors, HAC, disability index, or CDI were similar to biologic DMARDs. Now, at one year, the good ULR responder proportion was lower for TNF inhibitors than for baricitinib. But no difference was seen in ULR response between tofacitinib and other biologic uh, DMARDs or, or indeed baricitinib. Baracitinib initiators were also achieved in uh, disability improvement more frequently than any alternative except for rituximab, but no difference was seen between tofacitinib and any biologic DMARD or baracitinib. And finally, baracitinib initiators also achieved CDI remission more frequently compared with rituximab and TNF inhibitors, but no difference was seen between tofacitinib and any biologic DMARD or baracitinib. Well, what do we make of all of this? Well, these are the largest population-based study data sets yet reported comparing RA patients initiating baricitinib, tofacitinib, or biologic DMARDs. Note well that the, the, the latter comprise those medicines approved in Sweden. It seems that there's a higher treatment retention and overall equivalent or better treatment response in baricitinib compared with biologic DMARDs or tofacitinib. I think we do need to extend these data and look at them in, in other data sets in due course. Um, it's important to say that there was no statistically significant difference between tofacitinib and biologic DMARDS. And having said that, the relative benefits of JAK inhibitors should be balanced against comparative safety data. And I would just annotate the recently um, led FDA concerns. Uh, around the, the recommendations for JAK inhibitors only to be used after TNF inhibitor failure. So this is a, it's a shifting landscape, but nevertheless, these real-world data really are very helpful. We, we need those as well as the highly controlled clinical trial data sets, remembering that clinical trial data entry patients are not truly representative of all of the patients that we treat in the real world. Okay, second paper, baricitinib further enhances disease modifying effects by uncoupling the link between disease activity and joint structural progression in people with rheumatoid arthritis now this uncoupling is really down to the issue of do i only get radiographic progression in a patient who responds on a clinical disease activity measure or does the drug actually have an independent and protective effect in bone even in a patient in whom inflammation is not been well um manage that that's a fundamental question because if a patient comes in to you after three months and says the medicine didn't work does that mean i've lost a lot of bone well the answer is if there's uncoupling possibly not if there's clear coupling then the answer would really be well you've had inflammation so it's likely that there may have been joint damage so for people uh, with rheumatoid who have received tnf inhibitors al-6 receptor inhibitors and rituximab there is evidence there's an uncoupling of the link between disease activity and radiographic progression such that patients are protected from structural progression, damage progression, even if remission or low disease activity is not achieved. This study aimed to evaluate baricitinib has a similar effect by uncoupling the link between disease activity and structural damage progression. It's an analysis of data from RA-BEGIN and RA-BEAM. Now I know you know it, but I'm just going to remind you RA BEGIN, patients with established rheumatoid arthritis and methotrexate inadequate response. RA BEAM, conventional synthetic DMARD naive patients. Outcome measures will joint damage progression assessed by change from baseline in the Vandaheide modified total SHARP score in relation to disease activity assessed by CDI. Well, the key results... Structural damage progression in relation to average CI results indicate an uncoupling of disease activity and structural damage progression with combination therapy and a similar trend with baricitinib monotherapy, which did not occur with methotrexate monotherapy. Structural damage progression in relation to averaged high sensitivity CRP showed that the impact of the systemic inflammatory response and structural damage progression with each treatment group differed consistent with some uncoupling Therefore. So how do we pull this together? Well, baricitinib reduces structural damage progression versus placebo with background methotrexate and or methotrexate, even in patients with MDA, HDA, showing a disease-modifying effect across all disease activity states. That is, it seems that there is some kind of uncoupling taking place. Two distinct populations of patients with RA, baricitinib alone, or in combination with methotrexate, enhanced disease-modifying properties, by this uncoupling mechanism. Now, in the baricitinib groups, joint damage was controlled regardless of disease activity. And I guess patients with residual, moderate, or high disease activity who received baricitinib with background methotrexate or in combination with methotrexate had less structural damage progression than control groups. There was a validation analysis here that showed a similar uncoupling of inflammation and structural damage progression when patients were stratified by high sensitivity CRP. How could this potentially impact our practice? What does it make us think about in the future? Well, the uncoupling of disease activity and structural damage progression, as I've indicated for other medicines and here by baricitinib suggests that there is um, evidence not previously available for this mechanism of action. Preservation of structural progression and structural integrity as a result of that, regardless of disease activity, is one way of ensuring that we minimize long-term disability in our patients, even in those receiving sequential therapeutics. And this, I guess, therefore helps to inform treatment decisions in patient groups who have not, or have not quite yet achieved significant, sufficient clinical improvement. Well, I hope you found that interesting. If you want to look at these publications, they're uploaded this month, and, and you can look at all of the other podcasts and resources that we put on to sitekindsignaling.com. Please have a look at the website. And as always, thank you for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you think by leaving a review. The feedback is essential to improve what we offer in the months to come. Thanks ever so much. Stay well. Thank you. <laughs>